his head, it is like game, 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 right? But his heart, the thing he loves, it is in the song. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, tuning back in. Yeah, we hope everybody's doing well this Wednesday. I'm just, you know, in my closet. Christina's in her closet. We're FaceTiming yep. each other. There's literally like a sweater obstructing my vision, but I do, I do it for the people. Gotta give the people what they want, and that is us talking about movies. Yep. We just want to remind everyone that there's still a link in our bio to this like big Google Doc sheet and it has petitions on there, it has places to donate. It's really great because there are actually a lot of resources on it. So you can find like a wide variety and then would recommend like doing a little research before donating anywhere. But it's great because it's all right in front of you. Yeah, definitely check that out. And on our Instagram, uh, we're always sharing stuff by Black creators or different Black businesses that we find. So we highly recommend checking those out as well. Yeah, even though people are, you know, posting more of their regular content and you might not be seeing protests on your feed as frequently, like this is definitely still happening. People are still, you know, out there and there's a lot of petitions that need to be signed, a lot of donations that are like, that would be incredibly helpful for people. So I just think we and the big we, as in everyone, not just me and Christina, we just want to stay on top of it and have to remember that this is like something that we need to instill in our lives every day, right? Not just like a fad or a trend. Yeah, there's definitely still a lot of work to be done and the fight is not even close to over. So we just have to make sure that we are, both us and the general, we are staying on top of it and doing the work and helping in any way that we can. So yeah, please check out that link. And if you have any other resources you'd like us to share, you can always DM us on Instagram. So this week we watched maybe the most iconic Disney Channel original movie high school musical let that sink in yeah i'm like really about to out myself as like the fucking high school musical nerd that i am and have been since 2006 when this movie premiered so i apologize in advance for everyone that's about to listen to this i really loved high school musical when i was younger like I didn't continue to, like, watch it frequently, I would say, when I got older. But when it was happening, I was, like, fucking there. And I was, like, doing, you know, the, like, sing-along version. I was doing the dance-along mm -hmm. version. Yeah, I watched it for the first time at a sleepover because it didn't air in Singapore until, like, months and months after it came out. But one of my friends, like, had the DVD. So I watched it on the last day of, like, fifth grade, maybe? Mm -hmm. Fourth grade? Maybe last day of fourth grade? I don't know. Um, and you know, it completely changed my life. And then I promptly bought the DVD. And I remember the summer between fifth grade and maybe sixth grade, I brought the DVD with me to Canada to my grandparents' farm because they had a TV that got like two channels and it was like soap operas and the news. And I would just watch High School Musical on repeat over and over and over again. And that is when I perfected all of the choreography. Oh my gosh. I, I had used to keep track and I think I'd seen it like over 40 times. Mm -hmm. It's much more than that now though, because I've definitely watched it a few times since then. 
I own the second one on um, DVD and mm-hmm. second movie. Great. The whole trilogy, it really comes together in a way um, mm-hmm. sometimes unexpected, sometimes completely expected. But yeah, a hot take of mine that almost nobody agrees with. I think the third one is the best one. Everyone's like, the second one's the best one. I'm like, the second one is my least favorite. I think it's because they're not in school. Mm hmm. And, like, the summer aspect. I don't like summer, so it doesn't, like, appeal to me. That's so ironic for someone who grew up in Singapore, a place that's always in summer. I know. I think that's probably why I don't like it, because I lived in it for 10 years straight. And I was oh like, God. it's hot, and I'm sweaty, and I hate it. Although, no, I, I love Singapore. I hate yeah. the warmth. But, yeah, I think that, for me, it goes, like, the third one, the first one, and then the second one. Because the third one has, like, such good music in it, and I feel like nobody cares about it. And it's, like, very emotional because they're graduating high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, re-watching it. I rewatched all of High School Musical when I was, a, like, a senior in high school. And then I was just, like, listening to the music all the time, especially the third one. Because I was like, oh, this is the point that I'm in right now in my life where I'm, like, figuring out where I want to go to college and what I want to do for the rest of my life. And... Yeah. It's pretty poignant. I'm thinking about the song in the third one, The Boys Are Back. And Mm -hmm. when they have, like, they cut from the, like, real life moment to when they're, like, little Mm -hmm. kids. And I'm just, like... And they, like, climb out from under the car and they're, like, little kids again. So wholesome. Um, But, yeah, High School Musical, it's pretty... I guess, like, really the word is iconic because it's so popular. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone knows, like, all in this together. Yeah. I don't know if it's stick to the status quo. Is that the title of the song? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're in the cafeteria and it's like, you know, those were really important moments. Like in middle oh, school, yeah. like to like joke about that and mm-hmm. to quote the songs and stuff. Everyone knew like Troy and Gabrielle, like Vanessa Hudgens, Zac Efron, like oh Teen Heartthrob. I feel like Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron like taught me what love is. <laughs> I loved them as a couple so much. Oh, my God. I hardly remember them as a couple now. I feel like she had been dating, um, what's name, something Butler. Austin Butler. Yeah, for so long. I, like, don't remember any of their, like, red carpet moments or any anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they were together for, I want to say, five years. Yeah, they were forget- together for, like, a minute. Yeah, because they broke up in 2010. Wow, that's 10 years ago. I don't know this off the top of my head. I was looking it up earlier, mm-hmm. just so everybody knows. I did watch some Zac Efron content in preparation, you know, for watching mm-hmm. the movie. I saw yeah. him on, like, I think it's called Hot Ones, where they eat wings and mm-hmm. um, yeah. they get interviewed. And he had, like, a show on Quibi. I don't know if he still has it. I, I'm assuming. I guess so. But like, damn, Quibi sucks. Like, I just never want to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch Quibi. I have no interest. They got so many famous people. Yeah, Zac Efron has had quite the career since High School Musical. When I was watching the interview, they were just like, so do you only take roles where you're either singing or um, you're playing basketball? Because he did 17 again. He's a basketball star mm-hmm. in that. And he did Grease and he's singing in that. And he d- mm-hmm. he's done other stuff, obviously, but it's just funny. He didn't do Grease. He did... Um, Hairspray. 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 Yeah. yeah. I remember there was like some controversy because he was like kind of clowning on High School Musical and being like, oh yeah, like, can't believe I'm going to be known as like the fucking High School Musical guy forever. Everyone was like, be grateful for your roots. Like, oh this gosh. is what gave you the platform you have. 
And then he, like, found, like, an old photo from, like, High School Musical and tweeted out and was like, miss you guys. And everyone's like, Zach is fake as fuck. He can simultaneously be like, damn, fucking everyone's going to just know me as this High School Musical guy (laughs) and be like, you know what? That was a great time in my life. Yeah. And I feel like I don't think of him as, like, the High School Musical guy because he's done so much stuff since then. Not anymore. I definitely used to. Yeah. Although I did love Seventeen again as well. Yeah. He was, like, so hot in that movie. When I watched it in high school, I was like, oh, my God. Who was in that? Michelle Trachtenberg? Yeah. And Leslie Mann. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sterling, what's his face? He was a Disney Channel boy. Who? He plays, like, the son in Seventeen again. He was in oh, Sunny with a Chance. Yeah, and he had, yeah. like, a Disney Channel original movie. Um, It was mm-hmm. something where he's, like, a famous boy, and he just, like, meets yeah. a regular girl. Oh. Like every fan fiction I ever read. Yeah. A fun fact, he actually auditioned to be Troy. Sterling? Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of stuff I learned about High School Musical. You know, just some like behind the scenes stuff. I learned that, is it Lucas Grabeel? I've always called him Lucas Grabeel. <laughs> that he and Kenny Ortega kind of like discussed Ryan's homosexuality mm. while they were filming. And I was like, oh, I just thought you were like a very... Um, performative and like flamboyant man <laughs> i was like i'm not i do i need to read further into this absolutely not but that's like a facet you know of the character i don't understand why he would have gotten together with kelsey if that was the thing but sure you know yeah from what i was reading it was like him and kenny ortega were talking about um the fact that they both thought ryan is gay but disney obviously was not gonna let that happen in 2006 So they decided to just kind of like hint at it rather than come out with it. I would say it's pretty clear. But then obviously there was the thing with Kelsey and they were trying to show him as just like somebody who was still questioning his sexuality. And in my mind, beautiful Ryan at the end of the third movie when he goes off to Juilliard. Oh my gosh. Some lovely men truly comes into his own. I think that Kelsey also meets some lovely women and truly comes into her own. I agree. Yeah. Oh, should we talk about Corbin Blue? Yeah, we can talk about how much I love Corbin Blue. One of the most beautiful men on the face of this earth. Gorgeous. I think that in the first movie, he's way more handsome than Troy, personally. Yeah. Just personally. Oh, definitely. I also love watching Mm -hmm. him, like, dance. It's, like, a very very good time for me. Yeah, he's a great dancer. We also watched his performance on Dancing with the Stars that was oh my god, That was great. I remember one day I was just sitting down and I was like, oh, I want to like, put something stupid on the TV. So I put on Say Yes to the Dress. And then I was like, hold up, that's Corbin Blue. And then I was deeply upset that um, <laughs> he's no longer single and I would never have a chance to date him. But it's fine. I'm not bitter. I also loved Corbin Blue and Jump In, a great Disney mm-hmm. Channel original. Turns out he was going to audition for the role of Ryan and then saw Lucas Grabeel auditioning and was like, psych, I, I'm going to audition for Chad. <laughs> sir, sir, I'm auditioning for Chad, actually. <laughs> I cannot imagine a world in which Corbin Blue was Ryan Evans. He's, he's such a Chad. So, opening scene of the movie, it's New Year's Eve. It's a snowy night at a ski lodge. Mm -hmm. We see inside the lounge, and this is where we meet Gabriella, who is sitting down and reading by herself. 
Her mom comes up and she says, oh, there's this teen party for New Year's Eve. Like, you should go. You can socialize. And she's, like, not into it at first because she just wants to read all night, apparently. But she does eventually agree to go to this party. Cut to the Bolton family. Picture it. You're on vacation. It's in a snowy, probably Colorado, like, ranch fucking lodge situation. And you're like, all I got in my mind is that big mother effing game. And your dad's like, come on, Troy, let's go to the indoor basketball court, I suppose. (laughs) So obviously, Troy and coach dad, dad coach are playing basketball. The mom is pissed. She's like, it's the last night of our vacation. I just want, please, like, go to the teen party. Like, please go to the teen party so I can bone your dad, okay? I'm trying to get turned the heck up tonight. Yeah, so like right off the bat, they fully set up the nerd jock dichotomy. You've seen it a million times. You're going to see it a million times. Mm -hmm. So they're at the teen party. There's karaoke happening. Lots of teens in like ridiculous costume hats, which honestly, like I'm surprised that they were good sports about it. I feel like if it were me, I'd be like, this is really dumb. Like I don't, I don't subscribe, you know? Yeah. So Gabriella sits down at the party and she starts reading. It's a generic brand, Rory Gilmore. Okay. I'm not a Gabriella hater. I just like feel like some of the choices that this character <laughs> had made, like the the way the character was made is like just so basic at times. And like Sharpay is such a more interesting character, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, they're at this party. The MC guy is like, who's going to rock the house next? And then the spotlight lands on Troy. And then another one lands on Gabriella. And they are both unprepared, very reluctant. Gabby's just a shy, shy gal. And Troy is like, oh, like, I don't sing. Like, guys, no. And then they both get, like, physically dragged on stage by these other kids. And I'm like, this is really aggressive. Like, these are strangers and you're just, like, dragging them up onto stage. I would never. But, yeah, the MC guy hands them mics and he's like, someday you guys might thank me for this. And I'm like, you right, Mr. MC man. You changed the course of both of these kids' lives. Yeah, apparently he's a master matchmaker. Yes. And they're like, oh my God, like a gal like me, I could never. But then, you know. (laughs) Don't make me sing. Oh my God, don't make me dance. Don't make me do it. (laughs) And then the music starts and they they start singing the karaoke. And oh my God. Oh, oh, he sounds kind of good. Oh, oh my God. The shy gal. She can also sing the certified Bob. The first, this is the first song of the movie. And Mm -hmm. it's really, it hits. It be hidden, okay? Gets you all set up. You're like, this is going to be the most romantic, you know, relationship in Disney Channel history. And they're, like, giving each other the eyes. They're like, hey, hey. Like, non-verbally, right? Because they're singing. And then Troy thrusts his jacket off of the stage (laughs) in a very dramatic motion. They're really just, like, enjoying this attention. And, like, their confidence Mm -hmm. has grown substantially in this moment, you know, he realizes he's like, I was born to perform. Um, and I'm very surprised that the audience is so supportive because I feel like when kids did that in like high school, it, they would get made fun of. But I guess they're good. So I remember when I was watching this when I was a kid, I thought that Gabriella's outfit was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I must dress like that with the tank layered tank tops and the sweater and the flare pants. It was a whole ass look. The kitten heels. Oh, yeah. They're, like, singing, and 
Honestly, I don't think that Gabriella has the same stage presence or it factor as Troy does, but she sounds good, so like, I let it slide. At one point, she like almost falls off the stage while she's like singing and looking into Troy's eyes, and I was like, honestly, I understand. I would probably also <laughs> fall off a stage if Zac Efron was that close to me. Yeah, I just start fainting. Yeah. And so, like, they're singing and they're standing so close to each other that they're basically just, like, singing into each other's mouths. And I'm like, wow, this is some real pre-corona content. You can't be singing into people's mouths anymore. Yeah. Oof. I Sometimes I see those big party scenes, too, and I'm just like, oh, remember parties. Yeah. I'm, I can't do well. people. <laughs> I cannot do well. All right, so their performance, you know, finishes. They go outside because there's, like, a beautiful fireworks display on, like, the other side of the mountain. And he tells her, you know, that she has an amazing voice. And he's like, have you ever, like, sung before? Like, are you famous? All boys flirt the same way. And she says that just, like, church choir, like, I'm a shy gal just in church choir, you know, (laughs) in my robes. And when she got a solo, she fainted. And she asks if, you know, he sings. And he's like, my shower head is very impressed with me. (laughs) You're so witty. Um, No, I love it. I love the banter, guys. I'm not (laughs) a hater. So New Year, fireworks, and it starts snowing. And you're like, how romantic. But what you didn't know is that those pieces of snow, those little snowflakes, are potato flakes, okay? They are potato (laughs) flakes. It is low budget. And you can really tell, like, once you know that it's potato flakes because the snow doesn't, like, evaporate on their heads like it normally does. They just have these, like, potato shavings on their heads throughout the entire scene. But yeah, so they're, like, totally hitting it off, but they're like, oh, like, I gotta go find my parents, like, wish them a happy new year. So they exchange numbers and they, like, snap pics with their camera phones some real classic technology and Gabriella like walks away and while Troy is like you know doing whatever on his phone he says singing with you is the most fun I've had on this entire vacation and I'm like oh my gosh what a sensitive boy and then he turns around to see that she's already gone but he's still incredibly smitten he's actually very good at talking to women is what I've learned mm-hmm. throughout like this whole movie even yeah. You know, people he doesn't like as much. He's, well, I guess we'll talk about that later, but he's just good at talking to people, right? He's mm-hmm. a very magnetic yeah. personality. Definitely. Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Okay. They're back at <laughs> East High. Vacation's done. Yeah, we've personally never seen anyone this excited to be back at school, but like East High, Wildcats, you go. And we meet Chad Danforth. We, you know, find out Troy is the captain of the Wildcats and like Chad Danforth is his best friend. They have the championship game coming up soon. Troy is incredibly popular. People are just like fawning over him as he steps off of the yellow school bus in there. Troy's minions, you know what I mean? Like he clearly rules the school. Yeah. And we were watching, we were talking about how like there's definitely like some echoes of Austin Ames from a Cinderella story in Troy. Mm -hmm. But I think that like Troy is a much better person than Austin was because A, he doesn't cheat on anybody. Yes. And like the Wildcats aren't bullies really like Austin's friends were. Like, yeah, they say like some shitty stuff, like all kids say shitty stuff, but they're not like outwardly bullying anyone, especially not for like being poor or having a job or anything like that. Yeah, they're way nicer. Yeah, and, like, Austin would totally just, like, enable his friends and let them, like, say whatever, but Troy doesn't 
stand for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Troy is a respectful king, okay? He went mm-hmm. back to his hotel room like a respectful king alone. Mm-hmm. That's a play on the Gigi Hadid tweet <laughs> about, um, who was it, Zayn Malik and like Logan Paul. Yeah. 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 But he is really respectful, yeah. I think he's, like, not the typical popular boy who's just tearing other people down. He's actually tries to be, like, a leader, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like he was dating anybody or, like, had really dated anybody before Gabriella. Um, he's not, like, a player or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, at the end of the day, like, Austin Ames was a prince, but Troy Bolton is a king. And that's just something we all need to accept Hell in yeah. society. So we cut to inside the school, this is where we meet Sharpay Evans, who is the true hero of this story, honestly. You know, the person uh, at your school who just their entire life and being was dedicated to the drama club. They were in every mm-hmm. show, every production from the moment they like enrolled. Yeah, definitely. You see her like stomping down the halls with her sidekick and Chad sees her and he's like, oh, the ice princess has returned from the North Pole. And I'm like, nobody wants to see her succeed. And I hate to see it. If you haven't seen it, there's like a presentation that somebody made about like why Sharpay is actually the hero and that (laughs) Gabriella and Troy are the villains. It makes some pretty good points. Yeah, there's like a lot of fire in there. We highly recommend check it out. We'll put it on the Instagram so you can all see it. Yeah. I, I encourage you to like open your minds and see Sharpay is more than, than just like the mean bitchy antagonist because there's a yes. lot more to her. So after, you know, everyone's introduced to us, oh my God, plot twist. Guess who's having their first day at East High? Gabriella Montez. Is your mind not exploding? Okay. <laughs> How, why is she here? What's going on? You would, you're asking yourself, why is the principal touring her around the school? Her mom's company moved her. Like, they transferred her. So she is starting at a new school. It's, like, meant to be. You can tell that she clearly, like, moves around a lot. And she has this, like, weird conversation with her mom where she's like, I don't want to be the school's freaky genius girl again. And I'm like, you're not only the freaky genius girl. You're also incredibly shy. You have multiple facets to your personality. And it's also, like, there's nothing wrong with being smart. I feel like that's what we all want to be in high school. I don't know. There was no, there was no like, thing in my high school, at least, where it was like, oh, like, if you're smart, you're uncool. It was like you wanted to be smart because you would then get into like a good college and, you know. Yeah, that's like the whole point of school is to do yeah. well at school. Yeah. I don't understand the whole like, oh my gosh, if you're smart, you're like a fucking loser. I think in my school, she might not necessarily get like bullied, but mm-hmm. I think that if she was like winning all of the awards that were like mentioned in the movie and stuff like that, I think that she would be like known. Like people would be like, oh, like there goes, like, you know, whatever. But maybe not in like a mean way. Mm-hmm. She would definitely st- like stand out, which would be hard mm-hmm. for her, right? Cause she's like so, she's so shy. Like she's just a shy <laughs> gal. Yeah. So the next scene, we're in homeroom. And um, of course, Gabriella and Troy are in the same homeroom class with Sharpay and Chad and um, Taylor, who we're going to meet very soon. And Troy sees Gabriella and he is like absolutely shook. He is like rocked to his core. Yeah. 
And this is where we meet also Miss Darbus, who <laughs> has the energy of like so many of our acting teachers from college. It like Definitely. actually blows my mind. We like had a conversation yeah. about it and Christina was like, okay, this teacher and this teacher. And I was like, whoa, like their clothing yeah. choices are almost inseparable like i couldn't even yeah if from a lineup from behind i don't know if i could tell yeah. them apart no definitely not so miss <laughs> darbus announces that there are auditions coming up for the spring musical okay and taylor mccassie the resident like smart student body president persona she says that there are also signups for the academic decathlon yeah so while this is happening troy like pulls out his cell phone and he calls Gabriella and rookie mistake, her sound is on. So it rings. And then so she, Ryan and Sharpay all like pull out their phones and then Darbus like immediately confiscates them and gives them all detention. And then Chad is like, Troy can't do detention because like we have basketball practice. So then he gets 15 minutes of detention. And then Taylor's like, oh, he probably can't even count that high. So then she gets detention too. Miss Darbus is like eeny, meeny, miny, no today. She is going <laughs> off. She is not having any back talk, okay, from these kids today. Yeah, she's like, I gotta be back at my fucking job with these stupid kids. And I'm gonna take all their phones and make them paint set pieces for me. But yeah, so she's like pissed and she's like, holidays are over, people way over after class in the hallway troy like hangs out for a hot second he's like hey hey like saying hi to people in the hall and like just playing casual but then gabriella comes out and they are so excited to see each other and then we have an incredibly awkward scene where they're like i don't believe it me neither come on it it sounds that patchy in the movie you could have taken yeah one more one more take that could have been a good yeah. idea for you guys just one more take or like be like hey this sounds kind of dumb and people don't talk like this maybe let's just cut it uh, cut that yeah you can always cut it so she tells him that the next day um, at the lodge, like, she looked for him everywhere, but they left first thing in the morning. So that's why he wasn't around. And they talk about, you know, the singing thing. And Troy's like, I haven't told anyone. My friends, like, wouldn't approve. And then, of course, because they're talking about it, they pass by the musical sign-up sheets. So Gabriella says, you know, I don't want to sign up for anything until I get to know the school a little bit better. Like, I'm really new. I'm really shy. Like, I'm just like a newborn baby. And Troy says, or actually she says to Troy, like, but you know, you should sign up. And he's like, uh -huh, uh. and he brushes it off because he's afraid. And then Sharpay emerges and like what blows my mind about this movie is that at the time, like Ashley Tisdale was the most famous person in this movie because she was like yes. on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. No one else had a series. Yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. Like, I know she is still doing some stuff. I think she's doing a lot of producing stuff mm -hmm. now. Christina told me that yeah. she was in a gay Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. It's called um, Mary Happy Whatever. It's not very good. But yeah, she plays a, like a woman who gets divorced and then like comes into her lesbian identity. Which is pretty powerful. Like I didn't expect her yeah. to be. Um, I did not expect her to be doing anything like that ever in her career. When I told Mo, her jaw fully dropped. <laughs> But yeah, so Sharpay is like sizing them up and she signs up with like her big ass signature, which takes up all of the available slots, which is like 
a real bold move, and I commend it. Um, and she tells Gabriella that she should sign up for one of the supporting roles. And Gab's like, oh no, like, I just want to get to know the school first. Like, what's going on? And then as she walks away, she says, nice penmanship. And I'm like, the shade. I know. She's like a subtle, shady gal. She really, like backs up the truck you know what i'm saying like she flips Mm -hmm. the tables the tables are turning turntables yeah she flips that script yes and this is this is when the rivalry really begins between sharpay and gabriella oh yeah so gabriella like walks away so then sharpay is like chatting up troy and she's like oh my gosh you have to promise to come see me in the show and he's like of course and then walks away yes Cut to, you know, basketball practice, Troy's element, okay? And he um, kind of talks to, like, Chad, and he's like, uh, like, that musical, right? Like, eh, gag me. But, like, what if I did it for extra credit? And it's so <laughs> transparent that he, like, actually wants to do it, but, like, Chad doesn't pick up on it. He's like, bro, dude, what are you saying right now? Do you think LeBron James or Shaquille O'Neal you know, sign up for their high school musicals. And uh, Troy is like, maybe, maybe. Actually, Chad, like a lot of athletes take dance. So you got to get your head in the game. That's all I'm saying. Tell him. And Chad's like, you know, the music in musicals isn't hip hop or rock or anything relevant to culture, (laughs) which is like, damn, a real slam against musical theater, which like I I kind of understand. Honestly, Chad Danforth has like a lot of musical theater opinions throughout this movie that are like, yeah, okay. (laughs) For somebody that claims to not care about musical theater at all, he actually knows like a pretty decent amount Mm -hmm. about it. But yeah. Troy is like, oh, well, like, you know, Sharpay is kind of cute, too. And Chad is like, well, so is a mountain lion, but you don't pet it. So Chad is, like, cock-blocking all of Troy's dreams, and he doesn't know just how passionate Troy feels about theater after this one karaoke performance that changed his life. Life its literally changed, dude. It's, like, incredible. (laughs) The power of the odds. So this is when we go into our next song in the movie, the classic basketball number, Get Your Head in the Game. There is like some amazing sports-infused choreography. Yes. They're like dancing with basketballs, prop comedy. Yeah, there's like a huge, which I associate with the era, um, just like a novelty trend where mm-hmm. people had like, you know, super specific, like this like themed choreography is like dedicated to like a basketball performance. Or, like, people would have, like, themed rooms, like, oh, this is, like, my under-the-sea room, and there's just, like, fish and stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or people would have, like, even themed outfits, I feel like. Yeah. It was, like, the Rainforest Cafe era of society. Um, applaud. (laughs) I applaud that. Yes. I could not agree more. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it was really quite a time in our society when just, like, everything had to be themed. Yeah. And this is, like, a prime example of that, I think. We also had a moment while we were watching this movie. I'm so ashamed. Because <laughs> there's, you know, the lyric where Troy says, Don't be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. And Mo thought that Jay was in reference to Jason, which is one of the characters. He's also on the basketball team. Okay. Yeah. 
But, and then I was like, no, like the outside J, which is like a, a jump, like the outside jump shot. The only reason that I know it is a real thing is because when I was in high school um, for PE one day, we had to like play basketball because it was raining or something. And one of my friends the entire time just kept saying to me, hey, Christina, don't be afraid to shoot the outside J over and over again. And I was like, yes, this is a real basketball term. I was just like, I never hear... I've seen basketball games, like, in person. Like, I really love the Brooklyn Nets, and I had never fucking heard someone just say, like, he's in the outside J, like, making the shot or anything like that. I'm like, I know what a three-pointer is. I know what, like, I know I know. Okay. Outside J has a better ring to it than, like, don't be afraid to shoot the outside jump shot. Yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. But Troy is, like, really going through it in this song. He's, like... It's got to be basketball, but, like, I keep thinking about theater and music and, like, yeah. oh, my God. And then we have, like, the classic, like, mid-song monologue breakdown. He's like, I'm not going to sing it for all of your benefits, but he says, why am I feeling so wrong? Yes. His head it is, like, game, 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 right? But his heart, the thing he loves, it is in the song. And Gabriella... <laughs> She makes this feel so right, okay? He literally, he's like, I had one incredible just like rush of a performance. And he's like, I don't know life without art, a world without song. My perspective has been altered forever. I am the songbird of a generation and I must honor that with my talent. I must perform. The world has to see me dance. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's really a moment for Troy. And after that, we cut to uh, science class, and Sharpay is, like, trying to get the scoop on how Gabriella knows Troy. Gab's like, oh, like, I don't really know him. He was just showing me around. And then Sharpay says that Troy doesn't usually talk to new students because he's all about the ball. Ball is life. Imagine being so immersed in basketball that you're like, uh, I, I literally, I just don't have time. I can't even, uh Ah, I can't talk. Yeah. I feel like basketball was really, like, the sport of choice in the 2000s in, like, movies and stuff. I feel like, like, One Tree Hill, which was all about basketball, and there's this, and, um... Do you remember Full Court Miracle? I never saw that. It's, like, a Disney Channel original, and it's, like, a Jewish school, and they have a miracle that happens on Hanukkah (laughs) on the basketball court. Oh, my gosh. It's very specific, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there was, like, Luck of the Irish. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, Love and basketball. I think that was the 90s, though. Mm. But, yeah, basketball was really, like, the it sport. But yeah, so Gabriella's like only half paying attention to Sharpay because she sees that the teacher has like the incorrect formula or answer on the screen or not the screen on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And so she corrects the teacher and is actually right. And Taylor, who's sitting nearby, is like very impressed. And Sharpay is like absolutely shaking in her boots. Gabriella is now enemy number one. She is locked in her target. Yes. So they're back in the hallway. Troy is near the audition sign-up sheet again. He's kind of like eyeing it, eyeing it. I really will give him credit. Like, he seems to be so passionate about the musical and about singing. And, like, he really Mm -hmm. seems to, you know, just love doing this. And I think that I didn't really realize his passion. Maybe the first Mm -hmm. time I saw it. But he, um... You can tell that he wants this, you know? So anyways, Ryan sees him looking at the sign-up sheet 
And obviously he blabs to his sister and she says both Troy and Gab were looking at the list and that there's something freaky about her. So like, let's do some investigation. Let's ask Jeeves, you know, Gabriela Montez. And over 40 results show up, which is so unrealistic, but like go off. They find all her academic achievements. She's essentially like a genius child. And they're trying to figure out why, why with all of your credentials, Gabriella, are you interested in our fucking music hell? And um, Sharpay genuinely thinks that Gabriella is trying to sabotage her, which is laughable, but that's her whole um, motive. So Sharpay decides to print out all the articles and she's like, we're going to keep these people where they belong in the academic decathlon. And she puts them in Taylor's locker. Yeah, so the next scene is detention, and everyone is there, like, helping make set pieces, and Taylor approaches Gabriella, and she invites her to join the academic decathlon, and Gabriella's like, no, like, I need to catch up on curriculum before I join any clubs, and Sharpay's like, oh, but, like, what better way to catch up on curriculum than hanging out with the smartest kids in school? But Gabriella's, like, clearly not into it, she doesn't want to, like, let it go, lady. So Troy is stapling leaves to, like, a fake tree, and Chad is, like, sleeping in the bottom half of it, while Darvis is just, like, going on and on about, like, cell phones in the theater, and just, like, talking about the sanctity of the theater, and she says, the theater is a temple of art, a precious cornucopia of creative energy. Meanwhile, at practice, Coach Dad, Dad Coach Bolton, is pissed. He is like fire coming out of his nostrils. Chad and Troy aren't there, and he storms in and yells in the theater, what the heck are those two doing in a tree? And then Miss Jarvis says it's called crime and punishment. <laughs> but Dad Coach is incensed, and he pulls the boys out of detention, and then him and Darbus go to the principal about the issue. And she's like really trying to make a case for herself. She says, this school is about more than just young men in shorts flinging balls around for touchdowns. And um, she sounds a little insane. Also, people don't like to listen to women usually. So the principal, although he says that like enough is enough, like stop arguing, blah, blah, blah. He definitely sides with coach dad because he's like shooting hoops in his little like office basketball hoop. And he's like, so when's the big game? There's no support for the arts at East High, except for the fact that their budget looks incredibly huge. They have amazing sets for all these productions mm-hmm. and incredible costumes. So there has to be at least like a donor and it's probably Sharpay's parents. Yeah, I really, you wonder like what Miss Darvis's life was like, like what led her to this point. Oh, yeah. I feel like I would absolutely love to see her backstory. I feel like she was part of like the downtown theater scene. Like she was definitely at La Mama, like working with Tina Shepard back in the day. But she didn't even like that experimental audition. That's true. That's true. I think she was more of like a Cap 21 gal. Mm, yeah, Yeah, I could see that. Anyways, so we get to practice because Coach Dad pulled Chad and Troy out of detention. And he, like, gives a speech about the how they, like, they got to win against the West High Knights. He says they got to be focused. And this is the first time we hear the iconic, what team? Wildcats! Get your head in the game! Hell yeah. I'm fucking pumped mm-hmm. right now. I could fucking win oh, a yeah. championship game. I feel like I could go out there and just fucking 
shoot the outside Jay all day, every day. I'm like hitting it. I'm getting threes, baby. I'm doing <laughs> half court, full court, b-ball, yeah. back and forth. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> After school, Taylor just keeps dogging Gabriella to join the academic decathlon team. Like, literally will not stop. Um, And Gabriella says, you know, maybe next year... But she changes the subject like a sneaky little squirrel and asks about Troy Bolton, you know. Taylor, how about you tell me a little about Troy Bolton and maybe I'll think about your request more. So Taylor has no respect for him, which does seem a little weird to me. I guess she's like against the construct of maybe organized sports in school, (laughs) but like Troy is a nice guy. There's really no reason to be against him. So she goes up to the cheerleaders to like, you know, demonstrate and she says, oh my God, isn't Troy Bolton? Bolton just the hottie super bomb. The cheerleaders just like start gushing about him. Taylor is a cheerleader shamer. I feel like she's the biggest superiority complex of anyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. She just yeah. isn't as outright about it as maybe Sharpay is. Mm-hmm. So no one like hates her. So she says that they exist in an alternate universe than basketball boys. And she gives Gabby this kind of like ultimatum. She's like, you can either like stay and chat with the cheerleaders about boys or join us for lunch. So then we go to the Bolton house where Troy and Coach Dad are playing a little one-on-one. This house is beautiful. Have you ever seen that TikTok that's like some people have that hidden movie room or Mm da-da-da in their house, but Mm -hmm. ours is this. I feel like they'd have one of those houses. Their house looks fucking gigantic. I'm like, number one, you are a coach. How did you afford it? Number two, I mean, this is controversial, but like, you don't need a scholarship. Sell your house. It looks like a multi-million dollar mansion, okay? Mm -hmm. People don't have basketball courts in their backyards. That's not a thing. Yeah. So Coach Dad asks how um, he ended up in detention. Troy, you know, kind of brushes him off. Like, he's he's kind of, like, avoiding the fact that he met Gabriella and, like, I guess didn't tell. Maybe he doesn't want to tell his dad how they met or, like, whatever. But Troy, like, you know, he wants his dad's advice. He respects him. And he's like, have you ever thought of doing something new, but you were afraid of what your friends might think? And, like, what if it's really, really bad and all your friends, you know, laugh at you? And Coach Dad actually tells him, you know, if that happens, they're not your friends. And it's a sweet moment between them. Yeah, it shows that, like, Coach Dad does actually love Troy a lot. But then, you know, he goes on to say, like, yeah, like, that's why I made that speech at practice about, like, staying focused and being a team. And he says that, like, college scouts are going to be at the big game. Oh, my God. I'm like, like, Dad, I just revealed to you this thing and you're already, like, freaking me out. Yeah, like, the pressure is really building. And I think that Troy is only, like, he's, like, a sophomore at this point, right? He's, like, 16. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I agree. After their little practice in the backyard, it's, you know, homeroom, next scene, whatever. (laughs) I forgot I put this in here. It's like Troy and Gabriella are like eyeing each other across the room. And I was just thinking about that, like, I don't know if it's from a sketch or if it's from TikTok. It's like Rihanna singing Bonar Alert. And, you know, Darbus reminds everyone of the musicale auditions during a free period. Hint, hint. Yeah, so then after that, like, 
Chad uh, goes up to Troy and he's like, oh yeah, like the team is going to practice during free period, which sounds fucking awful because you have to like shower and shit. Like it's just a bad time. But Troy's like, oh, I can't make it. I got to catch up on homework. And Chad is like super sus. He's like, I'm not even behind on homework yet. And I've been behind since the first grade. So then he kind of like follows him through the halls and like chases him. They go through like classrooms and down the stairs and like Troy is like evading him at every turn and then troy is almost caught by his dad but he manages to like make it out and he goes through this like giant auto shop i remember watching this as a kid and being like what is this i didn't know like what the auto shop was a thing in american high schools i was so confused i was like is this like a like a store or like a mechanic business inside yeah. of the school i know every school has them but like i know actually i don't know if my high school had a garage still confused about that because i didn't take any shop classes but like we had like mm-hmm. a woodworking thing and like stuff like mm-hmm. that and i know the high school down the street from us it was like you could get like certified for like you know to be a mechanic and to do hvac and stuff and they totally had like a shop where you could work on cars mm-hmm. so it's normal in a way yeah there we go Yeah, so then he makes it to the auditorium and he finds this, like, janitor cart that he's hiding behind. And I'm like, bro, if you, like, are gonna audition, like, they're gonna see you eventually. So I don't know why you're hiding. But it actually reminded me of when I was in fifth grade and we made my teacher watch this movie because we were all, like, obsessed with High School Musical. So I lent him my personal DVD copy (laughs) Oh my god. And he did watch it because when they were, like, announcing the auditions for the musical that year, I think it was Pirates of Penzance, and um, my teacher was like, you know, don't just, like, go and stand behind a janitor cart in the back if you want to audition. Like, auditions are today. And we were all like, oh, my God, Mr. DeMoss <laughs> just made a high school musical reference. We love to see it. What a good sport. Such a nice yeah. one. So we meet Kelsey at the auditions. She is the composer and the audition pianist. Yet another shy gal, okay? This movie is pure shy girl propaganda. Either you're boisterous and loud like Taylor McKessie and Sharpay, or you are a shy gal and you can hardly speak to people. Yep. So the talent in this school... It's non-existent. We get like a little montage of all the people auditioning and they're either like off key or they're off book or they have no stage presence. There's like this ballet dancer that like crashes off stage. And then we have this like very small like scene where these two kids are like auditioning and it's very much like the kind of theater that Mo and I are trained in, like experimental. It's like a spoken word version of the song. They have like postmodern dance moves. It looks like the first year choreography projects that we had to do. It's pretty rough to watch. So after all these awful auditions, Gabriella shows up and she sees Troy in the back hiding behind his little cart. You know, neither of them signed up, but they both showed up up who would have thunk it you know this like blossoming romance (laughs) and they just happen to both be at the same place at the same time they're so scared together they're like we're about to have a life-changing moment together that's so hot though i'm thinking about like if me and my crush both i mean i was like a fucking drama star in high school (laughs) but no i'm thinking about like if me and my crush both like showed up and I was like, oh my god, like I'm I'm so scared to audition. Like I I can't possibly go on stage. And they were like, 
Me too. Oh, yeah. It's a true, like, bonding thing. Like, that's why on, like, The Bachelor, so many of the dates they go on are, like, these, like, super scary, like, adrenaline. You're cliff diving or you're, like, fucking scaling a building because, like, if you go through, like, a scary or, like, traumatic experience with somebody, it, like, bonds you. I bet. I'm, like, releasing pheromones left and right. (laughs) Yeah. So this karaoke performance was, like, a bachelor date. It literally was, yeah. So then we move on to the pairs auditions and only Sharpay and Ryan signed up. So Kelsey's like, oh, what key? And Sharpay's like, oh, don't worry. We had our rehearsal pianist, like, make an arrangement for us. So they get ready. We get the classic, like, like, moment from (laughs) Sharpay. And, um, yeah, they do their song. And it is a fucking banger. This arrangement slaps. I'm not going to lie to you. And they're doing, like, snaps. We have, like, the little jazz squares from Ryan. There's a tap dance break. He does a cartwheel. Sharpay has a bedazzled mic that she brought from uh, home. The mic is gorge. We should bedazzle our mics. <gasps> we totally should. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll definitely bedazzle our mics. But, yeah, it's a great performance. They fucking kill it. And I remember when I was a kid, I made my brother learn this choreography with me so I could do it with someone else because I was just doing the parts alone and it's not as fun. And all around, it's a beautiful performance. A beautiful choreography, stage presence on point, on key. Everything mm-hmm. was there, you know? But Sharpay being the huge bitch she is was like, you can cut that part. Don't, you shouldn't call her a bitch. Oh no, it's 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 Ryan that says this. Oh my god, does he really? Well, Ryan's a yeah. huge bitch. Um, he says, <laughs> don't be discouraged. The drama club needs more than just actors. It needs fans too. The gall. The audacity, okay? Kelsey is like, has a poopy diaper because she didn't like the arrangement. <laughs> she wrote it as a ballad. And um, Sharpay says she should be thankful that they're here to lift her music out of its current obscurity. And honestly, the arrangement is good. But I know that Sharpay didn't do that. She hired someone to do that. Yeah. Or maybe Ryan did it. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's very possible. So then Miss Darbus gives one last final call for pairs auditions. And then Gabriella comes out and she's like, I want to audition. And Darbus is like, well, the solo auditions are long over. But then Troy steps up and he's like, I'll sing with her. And Darbus is like, you're too late. You didn't come when I called. You're not taking it seriously. And she walks out. Which, honestly, they aren't. Yeah. Like, they were there. And I know that you're scared. But, like, being like, I'm going to milk up the courage after it's over is like, you missed it. You played yourself. Okay. That's on you. So Kelsey, being this shy, clumsy gal she is, drops all of her music, and Troy and Gabriella are like, oh my god, let me help you. So they rush over to help her. Troy kind of gives her a pep talk. So Troy says, it's cool that Kelsey wrote, you know, the whole show. It's honestly a pretty big task for any high schooler to write an entire musical. Mm -hmm. And he asks her why she's so afraid of Ryan and Sharpay. Like, she made the musical. She's the playmaker. And Kelsey literally goes, playmaker? playmaker Uh, i'm like the definition is in the name yeah you made it you're the maker (laughs) so anyways she asks um if they want to hear you know the original duet and she gives them the sheet music i'm just like 
how do they know how to sight read? They've never done, I mean, like maybe Gabriella would know because she's done choir, but Troy definitely would not know how to sight read. And yeah. like one time I had to fucking sight read on stage and it was horrible. <laughs> like I was at a concert and then like some of my friends were performing. They're like, oh, like, yeah, Christina, come join us. They were like, oh, yeah, we're looking for more people. Just like hop on and sing this acapella arrangement. So I went up there and I get the sheet music and I'm like, what? the fuck am i supposed to do it's like the rosetta stone up there yeah literally i was like this is in latin i can't read this and so (laughs) i like stand next to the person the only other person who was singing my part and i'm just kind of like listening to her and like trying to sing what she sings so i just sang like super quietly and like one of the people that was like running it was like a guy that i had a crush on so i was like oh my god like i'm about to humiliate myself in front of the guy that I like and all of his friends. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So I don't buy that they know how to read sheet music just off the cuff. Yeah, they're just like, the words are on the page. I can do it. But of course, you know, they sing it and it's beautiful. And it's like a ballad mm-hmm. and it's really touching because they actually love each other, but they don't know it yet. Um, and Miss Darbus heard, right? And she gives them a callback. Oh, my God. And Kelsey is like, I will literally rehearse with you anytime. You can, um, we can do free period or after school or before school. Or um, you can come to my house for breakfast. She is like, please, please hang out with me. She's a nice girl, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kelsey has no friends at all. Yeah, she's like really excited that she gets to do her work with someone other than Sharpay and Evan. Just kidding. Other than Sharpay and Ryan. Um, I just wrote on my notes, like, I'm also pretty sure she's not straight, but we'll get into that later when she wears a blazer and a bowler hat, you know? Yeah. So the plot thickens. Troy and Gabriella receive a callback for Arnold and Minnie, which are the leads. And Sharpay sees this on, like, the sheet and, like, legitimately screams. Ryan is like, oh my god, maybe we're being punked. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a dated ass reference. He's like, maybe we'll get to meet Ashton. And I'm like, there's a whole generation of people out there that don't know about the cultural phenomenon that was Ashton Kutcher yeah. and punked. And then, like, the basketball team are like, oh, like, why are you guys freaking out? And then they see the callback sheet and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, pissed as hell. And I'm like, literally, why do you care? Sharpay is having a breakdown. She is livid. Everyone right now is like going through puberty. Like people are freaking out. Someone has got to set everyone straight as everyone needs to hear the rules and stick to the status quo begins. Yeah. So we start off the song with Zeke, one of the basketball players, freaking cutie patootie. So sweet. Adorable, wholesome, lovely man. He spills the beans that he actually loves to bake and that someday he hopes to make the perfect creme brulee. And everyone on the basketball team is like, no, no, no. And I'm like, what? Why are you guys upset about this? You can get free baked goods. Yeah, you're about to get like a fucking pastry chef as your BFF. Like, I don't get the issue, but they're all like pissed about it. Yes. Cut to Martha Cox. She is a nerd. But it turns out she loves to dance, specifically like hip hop. She's like, I like to pop and lock and jam and 
break. And someone says, is that even legal? People are revealing their secrets and they're like, I have other interests and hobbies. And people are like, oh my God, I thought you were a two-dimensional human being. Everyone is a fucking hater. And then we see this like skater dude and it turns out that he likes to play the cello. And one of them's like, what's that? And he like mimes playing a cello. And he's like, oh, saw? And me and my brother like make references to that pretty frequently. I don't know why. But yeah, and then they're also pissed that he likes to play the cello. And there's this one girl who's like very aggressive and like grabs him and like shoves him against the table. And I'm oh like, my gosh. girl, calm down. Nothing has changed about him. He's the same dude. He just also likes to play the cello. Yeah, she really know. went hard in the paint with that choreography. So the dance break happens. You know, we got the electric cello playing and Sharpay is like having a conniption. She's like, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. And then she like kind of pops off and she like is singing. I'm not going to sing this, but she's like, I just don't understand. I don't get it. And then Gabriella walks in and she's like, why is everybody staring at us? And Taylor's like, they're not staring at me. They're staring at you. And she's like, why? Because of the callback? Like, I can't have people staring at me. I really, really can't. She's so shy. I can't. Yeah. And then the music starts up again. Everyone's like, no. And Sharpay goes down the stairs to approach Gabriella, who like slips and like her lunch goes flying and like her chili cheese fries land on Sharpay's like incredibly pristine white blazer and she screams. And Darvis is like, what's going on? And Sharpay is like, Gabriella did it on purpose. She wants to ruin the musical. It's like a conspiracy that the whole basketball team is in on it too. She is like really gone off the deep end. Yeah. She is losing her goddamn mind. Chad is also pissed about all of this. Um, cause he's like another basketball star and he's like, you know, very set in his ways. He's hating on Zeke. Let him bake. Let the boy bake. And he says, suddenly people think they can do other stuff. Stuff that's not their stuff. He is like, his head is spinning. So then we cut to the locker room and like Darbus storms in to confront Coach Dad about like this whole thing being a plot to ruin the musical and for him to get even for giving Troy detention. And he's like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about, lady. And she's like, this turns out to like be a prank. I'm a little it she really will <laughs> yeah and he's like troy doesn't sing like i truly have no idea what you're talking about and then she's like my musical is not to be made a farce and then she storms out and when we were researching we found that like apparently they had initially planned like a duet between coach dad and darbus and i'm like i would sell my firstborn to hear the demo i want to know what they had planned me too so back at lunch Gabrielle and Taylor are talking, and she says, I apologize to Sharpay, like, I don't want her to be mad. And Taylor says that no one has beat Sharpay out for a musical in the past 12 years. You guys are, like, 16. She also says if she could figure out how to play both Romeo and Juliet by herself, her own brother would be out of a job. And their sibling relationship sometimes, I'm like, what is happening? What, what, what is going on? Because even the way that they auditioned, they arranged the music, which is supposed to be a romantic ballad, into a fun, like, jazz, jazzy, a beat number that makes it seem, like, aromantic. 
it looks like they're just like friends. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it seems like Arnold and Minnie are supposed to be like, it's supposed to be a love story. So I don't really yeah. know how you and your brother are going to play that. It seems kind of weird. Yeah, not a fan. So Gabriella, you know, she's reflecting, she's contemplating and she's like, it all just happened. But like, I liked it. And she's like, you know, starting to get the fire in her going for the musical. I would say she's not as passionate as Troy, but she really, you know, wants to do it and she's like do you ever think there's this whole other person inside of you just waiting to come out and taylor's like no (laughs) but they laugh (laughs) so then we cut to the hallway and zeke asks sharpay out and she's like absolutely not and she's you know still pissed and she yells evaporate tall person and walks away and he yells after her i bake and it's very wholesome and sweet and i'm like we need to talk about the fact that everyone in the school is fucking sleeping on Zeke. Zeke is a king. He's a baking king. I would freak out if a guy was making me baked goods in high school. I'd be like, virgin a who? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the whole package. He's cute. He's athletic. He's a baker. He's lovely and sweet to everybody. He clearly loves giving gifts. Like, I don't understand why people aren't just, like, all over him. I don't get it. He plays basketball. He's an athlete. Like, just a sweetheart all around. Mm -hmm. So then we see that Troy has left a note for Gabriella in her locker to meet him on the roof of the school. And she goes up there and it's, like, this beautiful rooftop garden where they have, like, a little heart-to-heart. Apparently he is friends with the science club, so that's how he gets roof access. And Gabriella's like, oh, you got the whole school wired and everybody wants to be your friend. And he's like, unless we lose. And you're like, oh, sensitive king Troy Bolton I know. is here. He's really putting his feelings out on the table right now. So he talks about the pressure from his father. And, you know, he's like, sometimes I don't want to be the basketball guy. I just want to be a guy. He's so much pressure as a 16-year-old. Gabriella says he should be how he is with her with his friends and then they have this completely awful just like metaphor about how when you're in kindergarten and you meet someone and you know nothing about them but then 10 seconds later you're playing like your best friends because you didn't have to be anything but yourself singing with you felt like that is pretty awful to listen to but it is a very sweet moment and they agree to do the callbacks together you can tell like they're just having like a blossoming relationship and i think that's like incredibly like special like very heartwarming Mm -hmm. especially looking back on it having like already been in high school you kind of like are like oh my god when you just like start to get feelings for someone and you have like this wholesome Mm -hmm. you know exchange of like vulnerability a dmc if you remember from a ah uh, yes the DMC <laughs> deep meaningful convo yeah anyways the bell rings and they can never kiss they can never kiss it's illegal it's illegal to kiss Troy Bolton so then we have like this montage and I like cannot stress enough oh my how god ominous the music is during this montage it's like if you've seen Fleabag like it's like the choral music that plays in the background it's like the drama so. They are rehearsing for the callback, like, around the clock. And there are these, like, back-and-forth shots of Ryan and Sharpay, like, eavesdropping on their rehearsals. 
they are getting super nervous because they sound good. And there's this scene. This scene bothers me so much. I know it does. I know. (laughs) Gabriella is practicing in the bathroom. And Sharpay, like, hears in the hallway. So she goes into the bathroom and, like, she kicks open all the stalls. She sees that nobody's in there. She, like, turns around, looks in the mirror, like, preps herself, and then goes back outside. And there's, like, a wall that we don't see the other side of, but we know that, like, Gabriella is hiding there. But, like, Sharpay would have been able to see her. She was standing, like, right there in the corner of the bathroom, but she just, like, pretends not to see her. It makes no sense. Please, like, go look up this scene, because I can't explain it. It's pretty rough. I'm like, there's simply no way. There's no way she didn't see her. Cut to b-ball practice. Troy's at practice. He was painting set pieces because now him and Gabrielle are in the drama club, apparently. So Coach Dad is incredibly pissed. And finally, Troy, like, makes it to the gym as the practice is, like, ending. He's like, yeah, like, I'm gonna stay and work on my free throws. And his dad is like, yeah, you better do that because I know you missed this whole practice. And that's, like, the least your teammates deserve of you. So he's feeling like shit now and Gabriella shows up which is like girl like just let him be like you just had the entire drama club to talk to him but she hangs out for a second and they like flirt and she like shoots the basketball but then the coach shows up and he's like you have to leave it is a closed practice we take high school basketball very seriously here Miss Montez and Troy introduces Gabriella to his dad and the coach dad dad coach calls her his detention buddy he is like not receptive to Gabrielle at all, which is insane to me because she's like perfectly nice. She is super smart. But I'm like, you have some deep seated issues right now with your son doing anything other than basketball. Anyway, so Gabrielle leaves. Yeah, so then Coach Dad blames Gabriella for, like, Troy's lack of focus, and Troy defends her, and he's like, her name's Gabriella, and she's very nice. (laughs) Just, like, such a cringe line. And he's like, you know, like, you're not just a guy, Troy. Like, you're the team leader, and what you do affects not only the team, but this whole school. And I'm like, why are you putting so much pressure on the 16-year-old? The whole school? Like, calm down. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I didn't realize, like, the severity of high school sports, but I'm like, this is way too intense. The dad's like, you're the playmaker, not a singer. And Troy's like, did you ever think I could be both? And I'm like, yeah, people can have like many facets to their personality. I don't know why nobody gets this in this school. But the basketball team was like outside the gym and they like overheard the whole thing and they see like coach dad like storm out because he's pissed. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, fellow vegan and also basketball player for the Brooklyn Nets, has been working on his music during quarantine. Okay. How about that? How about that? Back in the library, Chad and Troy have a conversation and Chad really confronts Troy about his singing. It feels like everything is starting to come to a head. Like, you know, they've noticed a change in Troy. Like they're about to hit their limit. Right. And he's like, you're a hoops dude, not a musical singer person. And he tells him this horrible story about um, Michael Crawford, who was the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway and how Chad's mom has seen it 27 times and she keeps his 
his picture in their fridge, like inside it, like open the door. There he is. And he tells Troy, if you play basketball, you'll end up on a cereal box. If you do musicals, you'll end up in my mom's refrigerator. And that is pretty shocking. And it's like, whoa, you're hitting me with um, some pretty horrible information. So Chad is like, the rest of the team can't be focused if Troy is doing a musical, which makes no fucking sense. Sounds like a you problem, Chad. Okay. So yeah, then Chad approaches Taylor to come up with a plan because Troy is like not picking up what he's putting down. And Ryan and Sharpay see them and they think that like the nerds and the jocks are trying to get Troy and Gabriella into the musicals so that they can like take over the whole school. So the jocks and the nerds decide that they're going to work together to break them up for their own selfish needs. And Troy goes to the locker room and he finds like the entire team there. And so they go through the roster of former players who led them to championships and they say that he needs to get his head in the game. It's pretty intense. So they tell him to forget about the musical. They say that he'll be letting his dad down and it's like crazy emotional manipulation. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a pretty intense conversation filled with a lot of sports paraphernalia. Meanwhile, Taylor and the academic decathlon team are giving Gabby um, a similar presentation, but theirs is on how Troy is like literally a fucking crow magnet and like showing her pictures of like the development of like man and is like athletes are a subspecies, which is insane to me, but she's like athletes are overpaid, boneheads, but they're in the path of the mind and that the side of education and accomplishment is the side that Gabriella belongs on. So then Troy says that like they should know because they know him. They should know that he's going to put 110% into the game and that they should believe that he can do both because win together or lose together, they're teammates. And Chad's like, oh, like what about the girl though? And then they not so subtly set up a giant giant. laptop with like a huge webcam on it. The tech was low, budge. Yeah, they're like filming Troy and it's like streaming live to Gabriella in the science lab. It's heartbreaking. You know, Gabriella watches mm-hmm. Troy say that he's for the team and that Gabriella is just some girl he met. The singing means nothing. Gabby isn't important. I keep calling her Gabby, Gabriella, whatever. And he'll forget about the audition. And Gabriella cries. She's visibly upset. But Taylor's like, do you want to? get some lunch maybe what the hell you just broke her heart that's so awful read the room you guys suck yeah it's pretty sad because it wasn't just really oh please like do this thing please do this thing because they Mm -hmm. were both committed to the championship Mm -hmm. and the decathlon they were literally trying Mm -hmm. to break them up that sucks yeah that's like really really bad friend moves so then like gabriella like is sad she looks out the window and sees that like this whole pep rally is happening and like troy is being heralded and he's like cheering along with his friends and then she sings when there was me and you and um yeah the song is very emotional she does a lot of like interesting poses throughout there's one point where she's like going down the stairs and like throws her arm up in the air it's like very dramatic and there's also like a giant poster on the wall of like all of the wildcats and i remember when i was a kid i was like is this what american high schools look like like what is the district (laughs) budget they have these like print screen like giant posters of the students 
Yeah. So back in the hallway, Troy goes up to Gabriella. Just without a care in the world, he thinks everything is fine. And Gabriella's like, yeah, you're you're right. We should skip callbacks. And he's like, what the hell are you literally talking about? I, I don't know what you're saying. And she's like, we need to stick with our teams. And he's literally clueless. He's like, I don't get it. Like, I'm so I he doesn't know what happened because his friends played him. They fucking played him. Yeah. So then we get another montage and like Troy is off his game. He can't make any free throws. Coach Dad sees it and he's like, oh shit, starts to feel bad. Not that he knew about like the plan, but just like forgiving him grief about mm-hmm. it. And then Troy like tries to talk to Gabriella in the cafeteria, but she walks away from him. Oof. And like neither Troy or Gabriella are sitting with their clicks. They're both just like feeling super shitty and like isolating themselves. Yeah, the beatball boys are like, you know, we got to fix this, I suppose. And they meet Troy on the roof and they apologize to him for the way they've been. And um, they say they're going to be cheering him on at the callbacks. But Troy's like, you won't even get to hear me sing, dog, because Gabriella won't talk to me. I don't know why. And they're like, and they reveal what they did. But Troy, being the respectful king he is, okay, does not even get mad at them. So then Taylor and the decathlon peeps tell Gabriella what they did and that Troy didn't actually mean what he said and that he was like completely manipulated by Chad. And Gabriella's like, oh, just like forget it. But Taylor's like, no, like how you feel about us or about Troy is more important than any competition. But Gabriella's just kind of like not hearing it. She's like, well, he did still say it. So, But Troy knows that they have something special. So he goes that extra mile. Troy literally goes to her house it is so respectful to go to a girl's house and ring the doorbell and actually have to like encounter a parent and be like, hi, can I speak to Gabriella? And not just be like a hoodlum and text or call or like be in your car and like beep beep and be like, come outside. So his mom is like, sorry, like she's busy with homework because Gabriella is literally on the stairs like, no, 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 I will not. I will not talk. And so Troy's like, okay, can you just tell her that I made a mistake, please? And um, just say that like I came by to see her. Gabriella's mom is clearly into Troy. She's like, I'll yeah. tell her. Little side eye, little smirk, like a sassy mm-hmm. smile. So then Troy like sneaks into the backyard and he calls Gabriella. And she actually does pick up and he's like, I didn't mean anything that I said. Only said those things to shut my friends up. Uh, I'm just thinking about Troy, like Zach Efron scaling a wall or like climbing up to my bedroom and me being like, oh my God, uh, just so handsome. So he says he's going to do the callback no matter how people treat him. And it's not his problem. It's theirs. Okay. He's owning his life. She's like, I, I still don't know. And then he asked her to turn around and he's standing right there. Yeah, he was, like, on her balcony, and it was, like, literally my dream to have Zac Efron standing on my balcony asking me to do a callback with him. But if she was, like, not into him, this would be, like, the scariest fucking thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, someone's, like, turned around, and they're just, like, standing outside your door on the balcony. But she likes him, so it's fine. So we're good. We're good here. Um, He sings the start of something new a cappella. He's like, the start of something new. He just speaks new. It was a very specific choice. I think we should all go back and watch that scene. I don't know why he does it. Um, And he hands Gabriella the sheet music. She takes it. 
And she agrees to do the callback. Aww. Yeah, so then we cut to practice, and Troy is, like, back on his game. He has gotten his head, and he has put it right back in that game. And, like, Gabriella is also, like, killing it in the academic decathlon team. So then they both finish their, like, respective clubs, and then they hustle over to practice for their callback with Kelsey. So Sharpay and Ryan overhear the rehearsal, and they're like, oh, no, they sound good. They're freaking out. Okay, they're unwell. They decide to get Darbus to reschedule the callback for Friday, the same time as the academic decathlon and the championship game. Darbus agrees, and Kelsey overhears them while she is wearing an absolutely hideous bucket hat. Disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) So then the callbacks, it's announced that they're rescheduled, and like Chad is like, pissed he's ready to like throw some hands yeah he's like i changed my entire perspective and then um troy's like no no, no it's fine like we can figure this out if we work together as a team what team Wildcats. so then the clicks unite so ryan and sharpay you fucking played yourselves you, you played made yourself. happen the exact thing you didn't want to happen sucks to suck so it is game day, scholastic decathlon day, callback day. Everything is happening. We are in the homeroom, and Zeke has decided to surprise Taylor and Gabriella with a pie pie, but it's actually a cake, so it doesn't make much sense, but it's the thought that counts. And the girls surprise the boys with a mural on the whiteboard um, saying, Go Wildcats. And together they surprise Ryan and Sharpay by wearing these um, t-shirts with like, you know, the little letters like G-O, blah, blah, blah. And it says, go drama club. Everyone's getting a gift today. A gift for you. A gift for you. And then it's after school. Shit is like getting real. Troy is getting ready for the game and he's in the locker room and he has a little pre-game chat with Coach Dad and Coach Dad says that he just wants Troy to have fun and that he knows he put a lot of pressure on him but he just wants to see his son having the time of his life playing the game that they both love and honestly it's like a really touching moment. I think it shows that Coach Dad knows all the pressure that he's put on him and that, you know, he may not have done everything perfectly right, but he just, like, wants to see his son happy, which is all Troy wants, too, at the end of the day. It's just, like, it's really nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Meanwhile, the callbacks are in full force. Kelsey has a completely heinous outfit with, like, a bowler hat, a mauve um, blazer. She's wearing a bow tie and saddle shoes. It's, like, a Charlie Chaplin homage. But then we have the hit bop to the top, a very oddly Spanish-esque musical number. Uh, we don't know how the song could possibly fit into the musical that they're doing, but yeah, sure. Pop off. Have your like salsa number in. Yeah, it's like really not in keeping with the tone of the rest of the musical. I like don't know what Kelsey was thinking. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. So then we like cut back and forth between the game and Ryan and Sharpay and the academic decathlon and the callback time for Troy and Gabriella is approaching. So Taylor, with yet another giant laptop, uh, hacks into the mainframe, aka like the school like lighting system, I guess, and she cuts the power and turns the fire alarm on in the gym. So then they have to stop the game and they are forced to evacuate. Meanwhile, over at the academic decathlon, 
the team, the Wildcats, had, like, put off a chemical reaction, so they, like, all have to evacuate as well. Yes. Everyone's getting pushed the F out. Sharpay and Ryan are still singing. They're doing their number. They climb up the golden ladder. It's a beautiful prop. And Miss Darbus calls out for Troy and Gabriella, but they are nowhere to be found. Going once, going twice. The theater, as I have often pointed out, waits for no one. Iconic Miss Darbus quote. Kelsey is just quaking in her saddle shoes and she is upset. Finally, Troy and Gabriella burst in with like the entire student body behind them. Um, like everyone who evacuated the gym and the academic decathlon. And Kelsey comes back when she hears that they need an accompanist and they're like fighting for their right to call back. And she's like, I'll do it. Like, I will accompany them. So much to Sharpay's chagrin, they get to perform. Yeah. So the music starts and Gabrielle is standing there like a deer in headlights. She's a fish out of water and she misses her cue to start singing. And so Mm -hmm. Troy sees that she's like freaked out by this huge crowd, but he tells her just to like, look at him. He's like, it's just us. Like kindergarten, remember? So the song starts again, but like Troy sings first. And this continuity error like really gets me because either it's just like a horrible oversight on the part of Kenny Ortega and the Disney Channel or Troy and Gabriella decide to like switch parts on the fly. That's insane to me. Sounds like a terrible idea, but yeah. So Gabriella is like super shy at first, you know, she has to keep up her persona as a shy gal, but then she really gets into it and their confidence is like bouncing back and forth off one another. The song is amazing. Troy starts, he's like really feeling himself honestly on stage and he like does a little dance and he like moonwalks for a half second. It's like very powerful. Um, Gabriella ditches her lab coat and like the whole school is pumped. They stand up and they clap. Troy's dad is there. He's like proud of his boy and Gabriella's mom is there too. They're like in awe of their children who have this spectacular talent. Miss Darbus throws her papers and she starts clapping, but we can all acknowledge that Darbus is a clout chaser. Confirmed. Miss Darbus would totally, if she was just casting on talent, she would cast Troy and she would cast Sharpay because they have the biggest stage presence. Um, she would not cast Gabriella. Gabriella has a beautiful voice, but she does not have the, sh- the stage presence of Sharpay. So mm-hmm. the crowd goes wild. Troy kisses Gabriella on the cheek. Literally the most action either of them have throughout the entire movie. So we get back to the game. Troy is just like getting in basket after basket. He's like on the top of his game. The Wildcats win, obviously. Fuck the West High Knights. And everyone is cheering for Troy. And he gets the trophy and they like lift him up. Coach Dad is super proud. Even Darvis goes and congratulates them. And then like Coach Dad and Darvis have like a cute little moment where they're like, oh, bravo, bravo. So Gabrielle runs up in this like beautiful red dress that I wanted so freaking badly when I was a kid. And she says that like they won the academic decathlon too. And then they are about to kiss finally, but Chad comes in and interrupts them. And you're like, oh, Chad, no. But Chad then goes over to Taylor and invites her to the after party as his date. And this is where the Chad and Taylor romance begins that we get to see flourish Uh, over the trilogy. I love. So 
Sharpay finds out that she gets the understudy role, but she is a good sport about it, and she tells Gabriella to break a leg. It's very gracious, I think, considering she worked her butt off her entire elementary, middle, high school career to have starring roles, and a new girl comes in and totally swipes all of her hard work away from her. Zeke also congratulates Sharpay and gives her some homemade cookies, which she doesn't accept, but Ryan does. And they give Kelsey the game-winning ball because, you know, she's the playmaker, and her bowler hat comes off, and her long locks are falling on her shoulders, and they're like, oh my god, Kelsey's actually pretty? How insane. The glow-up when you don't wear a bowler hat is really... Oh my god, but the whole like nerd to hottie like oh my gosh she finally found herself and now she's pretty i feel like she also rocks a lot of hats in the second one i have like a couple very distinct images of her wearing like newsboy caps 100 yeah she takes a page from ryan who also likes to rock a lot of hats yeah he does so then after this we have the final song of the movie we're all in this together it is a celebration for the ages I freaking loved this song when I was a kid. I learned all of the choreography. I remember teaching it to my friends at the fifth grade camp. Amazing. And there was this kid who was in my camp group. And um, I didn't find this out until I was in high school. But apparently at the time, he had a crush on me. But he stopped liking me because of this moment. Because I liked (laughs) High School Musical too much. (laughs) Which, like, honestly, I think I'm so much better off without that energy in my life. What has stood the test of time, Andreas from the fifth grade or High School Musical? The latter. Yes. Um, But I do still know a lot of his choreography. And when Mo and I were watching this over FaceTime, I did do the choreography. Can confirm. Along with them. Yeah. Fully outing myself as the stand that I am. But yeah, it's beautiful. It's a fun song. It's heartfelt. It's so heartfelt. The credits start rolling, but there is a post-credit scene because we want more. We need more. It's where Zeke is alone in the gym. The balloons have fallen. Sharpay comes back in. She has just this craze in her eyes. And she says that the cookies are the best thing she's ever tasted and wants more. And he says maybe he'll even make her a creme brulee. Zeke finally gets someone to notice him. He's been like a sweet (laughs) angel the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, She tackles him and they fall off screen. And that's the end of the movie. Ugh. Usually at this point, I would just go right into watching the second one right after. That's the way it should be, I think. Yeah, I think that the way to watch has musical, you just have to watch them all in one go because that's how you really get the beauty of like the entire arc. And as I said before, the third one is my favorite. It makes me emotional. You did show me that scene and I felt emotional. The, like final scene. It gives me goosebumps because at the end of the third movie, we'll like talk about this more when we do the third movie. But, like, they sing a song called High School Musical. And then, like, they're because it's at graduation and they're going off on their own. And so they all walk forward and a curtain falls behind them. Mm -hmm. And then the neon High School Musical sign, like, drops behind them. And then they jump and it's, like, the poster for the original movie. I'm, like, literally giving myself chills as I'm talking about it. And and then, like, it just shows, like, close-up shots of each of, like, the main actors' faces. And, like, they're teary-eyed and emotional. And so because, like these actors like had such a bond throughout this like entire like years long experience and they grew up together and it oh, it just it's beautiful yeah it's honestly i think any high school graduation is very you know emotive there's like a lot mm-hmm. changing in your life it's a very formative moment yeah 
What are some of your final thoughts about High School Musical 1? So I definitely, I love the movie. I do. I was, honestly, I had higher hopes for it because I just remember it being so important to me when I was younger. And I guess I like still, I still see it as something I want to watch and it will bring me joy and I know that I'm going to enjoy watching the movie. I guess I feel less like I um needed to see it to like learn something or to like I didn't feel as like emotional maybe when I was younger whereas with like mm. a Cinderella story I feel like so connected or like even sleepover I'm like I remember like those moments with my girlfriends but maybe high school musical is just like not as personal to me mm-hmm. yeah like it it is like very much Troy's story even though like Troy and Gabriella are technically like top billing but it's like told more so through his perspective, I think. And um, yeah, like for me, I think the reason that I loved it so much when I was a kid is because I was like so painfully shy, but I loved theater and like performing and singing, but I was like just so afraid of doing it in front of anybody. Like I didn't sing in front of people until I got to college, but I always wanted to be an actor. And I don't know, just like seeing Gabriella felt like the shy girl representation <laughs> that I wanted <laughs> Yeah, I think just the idea of, like, facing your fears and going for what you want and, like, using the arts to express yourself and, like, open yourself up to people was always just something that really struck me. And I think that's why I loved it so much. And, you know, like I said, I spent so much time, like, learning the choreography and, like, it was just, like, a great way for me to open up as a kid, like, through art, which, like, obviously is very important to me. I'm a fucking actor now, so. Yeah, of course. It's definitely a coming-of-age movie and, like, it really does make you think about how self-conscious you were to maybe like get up on stage and perform or you were conscious of yourself to like try something new yeah definitely what do you what would you say you would rate it um it is it is my second favorite of the trilogy it's not my first favorite i would go with probably like an eight eight out of ten yeah Mm. I think I would give it a 7 out of 10. So should we meet meet in the middle? Yeah, go for a little 7.5. Hell yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, please don't forget to like it, to rate it, to subscribe it. Please, please, please leave a review. We would love it if you did that and we'll do something crazy like... We won't shave our heads. I was going to say that as a joke, <laughs> but like it would really have me uh, spiral <laughs> if I had to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do something fun if you leave us a little written review on Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful. It's how people find our podcast. So if you feel so inclined, we would love that. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram, Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Like anywhere you are, we're there. So yeah. Have a happy Wednesday, y'all. Or I guess you might be listening to this on another day, but just come out on Wednesday. Yeah, whatever day you're on or you're having, we hope that it's not bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt.